Hi everyone, Sasha Mahal here, back for another edition of the Consortium International podcast. So, as you may remember from our first episode with Nancy Weber-Brow at Haskell & White, which you can still listen to on our website, by the way, at www.consortiuminternational.com forward slash beyond the resume, we talked about the challenges faced when working from home, embracing change in light of the current restrictions, and the critical use of technology. So. In wanting to continue hearing perspective on subjects closely connected to the impact that COVID-19 has created on the workspace, specifically for people working in the accounting industry, I'm delighted to be joined by our guest today. His name is Louis Swintelski, and he is a very experienced recruiting professional who currently looks after the acquisition of talented tax and assurance professionals at a public accounting firm called Squad Milner. Louis, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Well, uh, for those of you wondering, Squad Milner are one of the nation's 40 largest accounting firms, as well as one of the largest independent accounting and advisory firms in California. So I recall the time when they actually merged with a firm you may have heard before, Lewis, called DCH Phillips in the Bay Area. That was a few years ago, a firm which we actually serviced at the time alongside the Director of Human Resources, Stephanie Efros. And Lewis has been at Squad Milner, I believe, just shy of two years now. But in this space of time, I've really found him to be such an easy person to work with. And I really mean this. He is an incredibly resourceful and knowledgeable person in this field and very, very aware. Most kind words. My pleasure. So, Lewis, you know, I'm going to start with the familiar question of what's it been like working from home? You know, how have you been finding that transition? And have you found any aspects particularly challenging? Yeah, sure. So, you know, working remotely has definitely been, um, you know, different. You know, for the most part, you know, I've always had some kind of working remote arrangement, uh, but working remotely full time has definitely, um, you know, definitely had some has some challenges, right? So, uh, a lot of it has been trying to separate, you know, my work area from my personal space. Um, which has been, you know, quite challenging. And then also being able to kind of have a, you know, your technology set up, you know, the way you have it in the office with your dual screens, your laptop, you know, and that's obviously, you know, pretty important. But I'd say the one of the challenges that I'm facing right now is obviously just being able to get a hold of people because you know, one of the advantages of working in an office is if you're trying to talk to somebody, the beauty is you can just walk down the hallway and, you know, just knock on the partner's door and, and you discuss, you know, a candidate. Uh, but right now, I'm kind of back on your end, Sasha. You know, I'm trying to track down people to talk sure. to and trying to get availability and trying to get feedback. Uh, so just being, you know, remote, it definitely has its challenges. Um, but, you know, I, I think a lot of people have been kind of um, trying to figure out a way to be able to work from home, but also kind of keep work and, and their personal life separate, right? You know, um, people have like a one-bedroom apartment. You know, I've seen a lot, I've done a lot of Zoom interviews with people and, you know, they're doing their Zoom interview in the kitchen, right? So, uh, or in a closet. So I, I can see that being a challenge for, for a lot of people. Uh, but I think at this point, a lot of people have figured out a ways to work, right? Um, to make it work. And, you know, and we're, and we're adapting, right? Definitely. What about the human aspect of it? I mean, do you feel that the, the lack of human contact 
can become a little bit challenging? Is this part of what you may say you miss? Yeah, definitely. I think that's why a lot of us kind of get into recruiting. You know, we really enjoy that personal aspect. And when I decided to come internal, uh, one of the big reasons was because I really wanted to have more of a personal connection with my hires, right? And seeing them succeed, you know, come in on their first day, introduce them at the orientations. Um, so, that, you know, that was a big reason why I came internal, uh, to be honest. So for me, it, it has been different. Um, being able to kind of talk with people through Zoom has definitely helped, right? And uh, being able to talk with people almost like I feel like I'm back on my AOL days on Instant Messenger, right? Where I'm just chatting yeah. with people on, on live chat, uh, which has been great. Actually, some people, um, you know, I feel like communicate pretty well over that. And, you know, doing the Zooms and Skype calls, it definitely helps. But I, you miss the handshake, you know, as much as definitely. you thought you would, um, but you, you do. And uh, again, it, there's really nothing like being able to kind of walk in someone's office and just sit across from them and have a conversation. Um, but, you know, again, we, we got to adjust, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, I, I've got to agree with you there, but um, I've also mentioned in, in my previous podcast interview, and I don't, I'm not sure if I've told you this before, but we've been working from home for five, five years, pretty much. It's, it's been uh, an interesting journey for us as well. And prior to working from home, we used to work. Uh, well, myself and and uh, my founding partner, we we've been we've been working in offices, and I think we've all seen the difference in the in the way that we interact, in the way that obviously we can see similar types of distractions. So whether it's in an office or maybe if it's at home, there are certainly challenges there. But I think you gain some, and you you, you kind of lose some in terms of what comes to you from working from home. So. I don't know. Do you think it's just possible to mix the two? Maybe have opportunity to come into the office a few times a week and then work from home. Would that be a bit more fulfilling? Yeah, you know, and and honestly, um, at Squire Milner, we've always at the senior level and above, primarily, we've always had like a flexible work arrangement where you've had the ability to work remote in some capacity as long as you are you can make yourself available to the staff, right, and to the associates. So, you know, we've always treated people with that professionalism where you have the ability to work remote and, you know, it is kind of just finding that balance. But we are finding that some people do work more efficiently at home than they did in the office. There's still a little bit, you know, come into the office and there's a little bit of uh, you're speaking with your colleagues and you're, you know, you're chatting and uh, you might not be working as much. But some people have really been able to kind of be more streamlined and efficient at, at home. Um, so I think that balance is great. Um, and, and I feel like many people will uh, continue to work remote and they've been very successful at it. And you, know, you have a lot of ways for people to stay engaged. You know, we, we use Microsoft Teams a lot here at Squire Milner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's just honestly been great. You know, the partners um, have been loving it as well. I feel like, you know, where people are being more efficient, where, you know, using Microsoft Teams as an example, people are getting less emails. You know, we're using a lot more of a direct chat. Right. So. It's not more, it's just kind of more interactive and, and, and faster in terms of responsiveness. Uh, so it's been, you know, there's definitely been a lot of advantages. And I think, you know, you, you kind of, I kind of just been, I've been on all of the Microsoft team channels with the audit teams and the tax team. And you can kind of see who's like some of the growing leaders in the company. You see who's really engaged, you know, who's kind of, you know, we have like little social groups where it doesn't, we don't talk about tax, but you kind of see some funny memes, you kind of post things and um, it was like social media. And, and again, you see some people are more engaged than they were in the office. Uh, this is like their like 
it's there may be a generational thing, right? So um, it's it's been interesting. But it is very unique. It yeah, is very unique, definitely. But, but I love with the emails cutting back. I, that's been significant. Definitely. I mean, you're, you're definitely making it sound like the, the use of technology has been done in the right way. But let's let's talk about the issue of the pandemic, okay? And, and COVID-19 has obviously had a significant impact, you know, on, on a lot of company revenues. Not all of them, mind you, but definitely most. So my question is, how did Squam really respond to that challenge of stay-at-home restrictions? Yeah, so... There's still like debate of whether or not it's too soon to tell, you know, how it's really going to affect the revenue. Um, but uh, for the for the most part, we haven't we, we haven't even gone through any you know, significant like layoffs at all. You know, it, it was kind of, you know, in the sense of you had to start figuring out how you're going to train your interns and associates. Right. Um, but so that part is was probably like the biggest, you know, um, challenge for us in the sense where. You know, we love our interns. It's, you know, the, the future of the firm and their associates. But again, it's being able to train them and, and, and give them the development that they need. Right. Um, and especially not and having it fully remote. Right. And um, which has been a challenge. But in, in terms of, you know, but we still got to figure out what's going on with our clients. Right. You know, we have a lot of people in the, in the restaurant industry. Right. And, you know, that's obviously been affected and time will tell, you know, see how they do. Um but so it's, it's kind of, it's still, there's still like the debate of, you know, what's going on with some of our clients, but right now everything seems to be okay, to be honest, so. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm guessing obviously revenue is closely tied to your client's revenues and um, does your firm involve itself closely with your clients during this time in terms of advising them on how to navigate through this period? I mean, do you see an opportunity for maybe developing closer relationships with them? Yeah, you know, uh, kind of back to like the the social media and more of the, you know, technology base where, you know, we just being on those channels, people were checking in with their clients quite frequently, actually, um, and just kind of making sure everyone's well and safe and people were really sincere. Right. And, uh, you know, you definitely saw people, more of the partners being more interactive on um, like LinkedIn, doing a lot more uh, like webinars. Right. To kind of keep their clients, you know, in the loop of what's going on, because uh, you have, of course, you know, clients probably panic, you know, and um, you know, they want to know that someone's you know looking out, after, you know, looking out for them. So uh, I feel like a lot of people were reaching out to their clients quite frequently. Um, and you know, I, I was doing the same, right? So obviously we weren't hiring as much, but I was checking in on people more than I've probably, I had the time, you know, more than I usually do. So, you know, you just reach out to people and you sincerely hope that they're doing okay. And, uh, I think people always appreciate that and remember you for it. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I, I try to do the same in a sense where we try and use a lot more empathy with our approach, um, making a lot more time for well, people who really need that sort of advice, maybe on how to navigate the job market, maybe some some advice on, on what the next few months have in store. And this is why, you know, this is a great opportunity to hear your voice, for example, or people who work in your field, because not many, not many individuals really know what's going on on the employer's side. And if we look into employee well-being a little closer, do you feel that Public accounting firms should revise their benefits policies, such as pay time off or quick leave in the cases where they're unable to work. And that's due to either being sick or having to take care of others. You know, I feel like every firm does need to adjust with the times and, and you know, current like climate of what's going on. Um, and every 
firm has a little different situation, but for us at the senior level and above, we, we don't, they don't accrue PTO. It's more of, we, we just feel like we treat people like adults and, you know, they put their time in. So I feel like just having good relationships with your partners and management, people are people and, and they understand if you need time off and, and the reasons why you need time off. Um, but, but definitely if there is someone that a firm that's only giving someone you know, a week of vacation and PTO combined, then that, yeah, I think they definitely need to adjust and kind of modernize a little bit, right? Um, I think most people, at least from my experience that we've hired, you give them unlimited PTO and they still deliver, right? They still do the work they need to do. They still take the time off. They need to decompress, which is much needed. Um, at the same time, if you have family members that are sick or need care, you know, you got to be, you know, family comes first, right? And you got to be available. And, you know, we've had those situations here and, and we just haven't had any uh, situations where people have abused it, right? And uh, we definitely feel like, um, at least here at Squire Milner, having that PTO policy has definitely been quite great for people. And, and again, just kind of mentioning with other firms, they definitely need to kind of keep up with the times and really do and then yes adjust right um because you know finding good people is hard right and definitely people remember the way you treated them during this time right and i think some of the people that i've been speaking with um are only talking to me now because of the way they feel like sometimes their firm handled or is handling the um, current situation right and sometimes they're not happy and that's why they're willing to talk to me right now so if, that, if those firms really don't kind of figure that out, that they need to make some changes, then, you know, we'll see what happens, right? Definitely. You know, the, the, the thing that has kind of popped into my mind, and this is not quite random, but on, this, on the topic of employee uh, benefits, but also the, the term that I, that I hear very often, which is work-life balance and flexibility. If we are seeing this much, this much being offered, this, this sort of flexible working arrangements, this sort of care for employee well-being. Why do you feel that public accountants tend to still believe that going to private accounting is kind of the greener side of the field? Yeah, I think people just always need to realize that, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side and they have to like really figure out like work, what work-life balance means to them, right? And you know, when we talk to someone from the big four who's, you know, working, you know, 80 hours a week, and you talk to someone that was, you know, working at a smaller firm working 55 hours a week during busy season, you know, their work, their definition of work-life balance is different. And and some people feel when they go to private accounting, it's a standard like 40-hour week. And, you know, I, I've really never been sure how people come to that assumption that that's the way it is. It's not the way at all places, right? And, um and I, I think then the day the work needs to get done and people, you know, you always got to put the time in, right? Um, well, this is what, what computers me, the notion that, you know, if you're going to be joining a private firm and, and, and I have absolutely nothing against them, but the notion that you'll work less <laughs> in busy seasons, for example, is, is, is false, if I may say. I mean, it's really not going to be the case. You're still going to be putting an incredibly uh, long shift and I think the difference is only that you're going to be focusing on one industry as opposed to maybe a few different clients. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, um, you know, I came from uh, a broker dealer. That's where I started my career. And I was in wealth management uh, working at a trade desk. And some of my closest friends were in the accounting department. And I, when I was working market hours, when the market closed, I was done. 
But those accountants, they were there on the weekends. You know, they were they were there quite frequently and staying late. And you know, books had to get closed. And so that was my first experience of experience, um, like hands on, like seeing my friends working in a you know private accounting, right, in the accounting department. And they were working a lot more than I was. And and you know, just so when I came for start recruiting for public accounting, when people told me that they thought work life balance was better, I, I've never been in a situation where I was where I could say, yes, that, that's always the case, because it's, it's definitely not. Um, and it also, there also sometimes limits the, the, the growth opportunities, right? And, you know, there's usually only one controller, and you might not be able to become a controller unless someone leaves, right? So That's true. That's true. I suppose it's also an individual's choice, and sometimes you have some, you have someone. I mean, not every public accounting professional want to aspire to become partners, and they might just want to take that route. Yeah. I just think sometimes it's such a shame that they decide to to leave the route that they're, they're trailing on based on false information. But I suppose that's, uh, that's something we can talk about another day. To, uh, to kind of go back towards the landscape of the typical workspace, because it's clearly evolving, it's clearly changing. Do you feel there will be some significant differences to Squad Milner's hiring strategy moving forward? Do you feel that prospective candidates will now say to you, I think you should definitely allow us to work from home a lot more often, and this it should be a given now, not a perk. You know, it's tough, but but I would say it, it should be more of a given, right? And um, it seems like it is just the way that we're going. And I think just with all many different industries in public accounting, you know, just as one of them, you know, you've seen a lot of companies who've done quite well with this working remote arrangement, right? And but, but things are also going to change, right? Like the whole, you know, just as an example, like business development is different now, right? So you got to pick up clients, but you can't really, you know, go to maybe as networking events the same way, right? And with also like generations changing, right? Um, of like a lot of our partners retiring and, and, you know, the new associates who you're looking at now, just saying, is this a future partner of the firm? You know, th their training has to be a little different when it comes to like their business development and marketing, right? And um, and people need to adjust to the changes, right? Because it is just going to be different, right? You're not going to close deals probably shaking hands anymore, right? Um, so I know for us, we are looking, you know, at, at least at that entry level to see who we feel like really can, you know, adjust to the times of like different strategies for like marketing and BD. And, and, and you know, we're, we're still trying to figure out you know, what type of candidates, you know, we'll be looking for, but we are feeling like we do need to make a change in, in, the, in the type of people that we are um, going to hire, right? Where mm -hmm. something yeah. that used to be important might not be as important anymore, right? So like for now, I'm like thinking who's on Microsoft Teams being engaging, who's actually engaging with the teams and who's who's not, right? Um, who's posting a publication that they saw in like a new tax code, right? And, and who stays silent, right? And you know, so we might, who knows, maybe we'll start looking to see who's an influencer on Instagram and also an accountant, right? Where they might be posting a new product, right? Um, so, you know, the time zone are changing and we will be adjusting the type of candidates that we're looking for. Um, at the same time, w when people are remote, you know, we've got to start figuring out who really was able to kind of pull through and deliver, right? Um, which, and, and a lot of it, you probably know, is like, you know, budgeted hours, who's able to still hit them, right? And uh, that, that varies person to person, right? In every situation, of course, though. Yeah, you're surely going to be able to track those performances mm -hmm. regardless, right? Whether it's online, uh, remotely, because it can be done. Technology is there. You have 
every tool available to even micromanage if that's what you want to do. The question is, how do you balance it with the amount where you are giving enough trust to your team to also get the work done? Because I'm sure not everybody wants to be micromanaged into doing the work. Yeah, you know, for the most part, really no one is micromanaged. You know, you, you kind of start off with, you know, all the trust in the world. It's more of so if you break the trust, right? Or exactly. it's the people who aren't showing their faces on Zoom meetings and are, you know, or maybe not logging in, right, are on time um, when, when, when it's scheduled, right? So it, it's kind of, you kind of are seeing like who really is stepping up and, and who might want to be, who's hiding a little bit, right? Um but for the most part, everyone's trust, you know, we're trusting that they're doing their work and, and delivering. No one's, you know, since I've started here, one of the things I like, no, no one's watching when you're walking in the door and when you're leaving. It's, it's more about, you know, when you're getting your work done, right? Everyone here, if they got a doctor's appointment, they go, right? Um, you, you do what you got to do. Um, and But I feel like, in like, you know, let's say tax is an example. You have deadlines. As long as you hit your deadlines, everyone's, you know, happy, right? Hitting your budget hours, everyone's happy, right? Great. Well... In, in the kind of final question here, I think we, we have to talk about the skills of the future, Lewis, and, you know, the skills of the future that are going to be in higher demand once things hopefully return to normal sooner rather than later. What do you think job seekers in the accounting industry particularly should be perhaps made aware of? You know, you know, when it comes with like data science and information technology, I, I feel like a lot of things are starting to be automated. Um, and those are things that, you know, we're looking at of just new technologies that make some things more efficient, right, with accounting software. Um, so, you know, if, if people are still doing things on paper or, or work with a firm where they're not staying up with, you know, current trends and technology, it's, it's, it's really not going to help them, really. Um, you kind of see, you see a lot of like business intelligence positions that are being posted by accounting firms, which, you know, I never saw a few years back, but you're seeing them quite frequently. So, being able to kind of have, you know, maybe even like a little more technology of a background or uh, just other types of like data science, business intelligence skills, I, I think is going to be important moving forward. Uh, it's also different types of clients that we'll be working with. You mentioned different types of clients. That's very interesting. What are the clients of the future, if I may ask? Well, I feel like, you know, just even when you think of the all the video conferencing, you know, there's all these different types of companies popping up of just to adjust with the times, right? So, you know, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot more, you know, technology companies or, you know, mobile food delivery companies, right? It's, uh, you see these th new things popping up every, every few weeks, at least on my Instagram, I'm seeing this, right? Or, you know, on my social media, there's a company that, you know, all of a sudden there's TikTok, right? So <laughs> I, I don't know how it's been there, but I just started hearing about it. Right. <laughs> you never heard of TikTok. I mean, I haven't heard of TikTok until recently. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I, I just, you know, there's, I think with all types of, you know, changes in the world, there's always opportunities for companies to be created. So we'll, we'll also, time will tell, you know, what those companies are. Right. But there's, there's just, you know, there's always opportunity. Right. And uh, people are jumping on it. Definitely. Well, I think uh, you've given me some really incredible insight, uh, Lewis. I want to thank you for your time for um, that you've made to answer these questions i think that you're very right in, in using the word creative it's a word that i love um and in, in hindsight i think a lot of companies could do with revising their uh, their workspace creativity and keeping up with the times so uh lewis hopefully we can reconnect in the future it's a pleasure 
to work with you, with Squaw Milner, who are an amazing employer. And um, if anyone wants to check out Squaw Milner's website for any uh, of their latest uh, opportunities online, you can do so. It's www.squawmilner.com. And from my side, that's it from me. I want you guys to hopefully join us again for another episode of Beyond the Resume, where I hope to bring you, again, more information and perspective from established professionals in the public accounting industry. If you have any questions or if you want to send me an email, please send it to info at consortium-international.com. Thanks for your time and take care.